Hey, everybody, and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver. I'm here with my co-host, sister, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. Sorry, my camera's acting weird. (laughs) This is a special live stream event because there should be court this morning in the Daybell Matter, so we're just waiting for that to come up. (laughs) What's that? Fingers crossed that we'll yeah. get to see anything. Yeah, we're just waiting for it to come up on Judge Boyce's page. So uh, court should start at 10, which, you know, usually means it will start around 5 or 10 after. So we'll just keep an eye on it here and yes, patch it in as soon as it does show up. But, uh, you know, as many of you guys know, there was a huge uh, blockbuster in this case last night and that of course is that uh mark <laughs> Leans has been disqualified from the case per judge voice yep huge news holy crap we've yeah. all been joking about being a fly on the wall in his office i cannot imagine I, yeah. i'm curious if he has yet realized that he has seriously jeopardized his career as an attorney in this situation i mean is is he facing uh, sanctions? Is he facing disbarment? Is he facing ethical violations? We don't know, but you know, yeah, definitely um, some interesting stuff going on here. There is nothing normal about this case, you know. This yeah. case just doesn't do anything normal at all. Yeah, everything about it is strange and mm-hmm. not not the norm of a criminal case. Yep. Every attorney that we, you know, watch and consult with and talk to about this and hear talk about it, they all say the same thing. Yeah. None of this is normal. No. No, none of it. No, it it is definitely interesting. Uh, (laughs) Oh, interesting, Amy. She said, uh, you think Archibald played devil's advocate in that uh, to help the prosecution to get rid of means to get him out of his hair well you know means yeah. indicated in his last filing that uh they weren't getting along and it was all the prosecution's fault right so i'm sure that it, that that um archibald was on board with this because mm-hmm. he knows the law he's an actual criminal attorney and he's going mm-hmm. this dude is jeopardizing and and violating the rights of my client and jeopardizing yeah. her case i'm sure that he yeah. was all for it because none of this was in Lori's best interest. Right. All right. We are headed in. Oh, wow. I'm impressed. Yes. Blake, uh, appearing on motions that were filed today is Mr. Woodard on behalf of the non-parties Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and William John Dowling. And Mr. Swanton is appearing as counsel for the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare. Scheduled today are hearings on motions to quash or modify subpoenas, deuces take them, that were filed by attorney Mark Means in this case. Uh, The court is live streaming these proceedings on YouTube to allow for public access. 
We are also recording this on the FTR system to make the record as well as we have a court reporter here today. So I will note on the record that just prior to the hearing today, I had a telephone conference with counsel to discuss developments in this case and make sure counsel were aware of that. So the motions that have been filed involve subpoenas that were issued to different parties who are appearing today and contesting those subpoenas. And that's Mr. Swanton and Mr. Woodard on behalf of their clients. Uh, those subpoenas were issued by attorney Mark Means. Uh, late yesterday afternoon, the court issued a memorandum decision and order which served to disqualify Mr. Means from further representation of the defendant in this case. So Mr. Means, pardon me, there's a loud vehicle out there, but Mr. Means is no longer the attorney uh, of record on that case pursuant to that court's order, which became effective when it was issued yesterday. Uh, Mr. Archibald was appointed as co-counsel some time ago on the case and continues to represent uh, the client, Mrs. Fallow, and she's currently uh, receiving restorative treatment through the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare after the court made a finding of uh, not competent to proceed in the case at this time. So where that leaves us then is Mr. Archibald uh, is here as the sole attorney at this point in the case. And based on the telephonic discussion, a couple of things, I understand Mr. Archibald was made aware yesterday of the order disqualifying his co-counsel. Also, I was made aware that both Mr. Swanton and Mr. Woodard had not yet received that and were not aware of that information. So based on that, I guess I'll start, um, typically we would call the case uh, in terms of the moving parties and see where we're at. Uh, but in fairness, I think I'd like to let Mr. Archibald indicate where he stands on uh, these motions that were filed today and, and whether or not we can proceed on those today. So Mr. Archibald, what are your thoughts on that? Your Honor, first of all, um, Mr. Means indicated to me two days ago that he would be seeking a, a continuance of today's hearing. Uh, he indicated that to me on Monday, and I, I did not see a motion to vacate the hearing or a motion to continue, uh, but in any event, uh, that's what I learned from Mr. Means on Monday. And then uh, last night, in seeing the court's order uh, disqualifying Mr. Means, I'm, I'm wondering about what uh, Ms. Lori Vallow-Daybell knows or understands about this hearing. So uh, if we postpone this hearing to another day, uh, I think that would give uh, my client who is mentally ill in a mental hospital, give her time to uh, digest, so to speak, the court's order from uh, yesterday. I'm, if the court uh, wants to proceed today, I have reviewed the subpoenas that Mr. Means issued, I have reviewed the responses from Mr. Swanton and Mr. Woodard. So if, if push comes to shove and the court wants me to proceed today, then I'm ready to do, to do that. I would prefer to be able to talk to Ms. Lori Vallow-Daybell, even though she is mentally ill, I would like to explain the recent developments and uh, 
according to the affidavit of Nicole Cleveland uh, from Health and Welfare, she does watch these hearings from the mental hospital. And so she could be watching now, and this could be news to her that she's, uh, that Mr. Means has been disqualified. So that would be my preference. All right, thank you much, Bob. Uh, understanding we're kind of taking this up in reverse, but why don't I hear next from Mr. Swanton on behalf of the Department of Health and Welfare on your thoughts on the hearing as it's scheduled for today? The department has no objection to the hearing being continued. Um, the only request would be that the continued hearing would still be sealed um, in the future. All right, thank you, Mr. Swanton. Mr. Woodard, what are your thoughts on behalf of your clients? Uh, Your Honor, we have no objection. Um, I, I will note that Mr. Archibald, during our, our telephone conference, said that we may be able to resolve some of the issues ahead of time, and I'm open to doing that as well. All right. Thanks for those representations. Well, it is a, a development in the case that I think uh, the timing is such that for a few reasons, I think for the efficiency of the issue, uh, if there are potentially any resolutions that can be reached outside of a contested hearing on these subpoenas. This is essentially a discovery dispute at this point. Uh, in the world of civil cases, what we would call it would be a meet and confer. And I would, I would request maybe the council do that given the status of the case to have Mr. Archibald communicate with Mr. Swanton and Mr. Woodard about the objections made to the subpoenas and determine if they're is any agreement on the scope of those subpoenas. And then if we still have contested issues that I need to rule on, I'm prepared to do that and could do that on very short notice because I was prepared for the hearing as well today. So we will go ahead and continue both motions. I would just request the council discuss the subpoenas with this latest development and Mr. Archibald's thoughts on uh, what is required to be produced in discovery. And if you reach an agreement, notify the court and we won't need to hold another hearing. If there are still issues that require my determination, then let us know. And again, on fairly short notice, I think we can get this rescheduled and go through those issues. And then the court will make a ruling on the scope of those uh, subpoenas that were issued. So based on that, then this hearing will be uh, vacated and continued if necessary. If uh, we don't need a hearing because you've reached an agreement, then notify the court. So that'll be the uh, extent of the proceedings this morning. Mr. Archibald, any questions or anything else we need to discuss today? No, no, thank you. I'll discuss those, those subpoenas with counsel. Thank you. All right, thanks, Mr. Archibald. Mr. Swanton, anything further? No, Your Honor, thank you. Mr. Woodard, anything further? No, Your Honor. Okay, well, counsel, thanks for your appearances this morning. Appreciate your attendance and we will be in recess. Okay, Chris, you are muted. Sorry, I couldn't unmute. I hit it like four times and still finally <laughs> did it. But okay, wow. so so many grown-ups in the room, right? Wow, an attorney who actually was thinking of his client first. Uh, Lori has not had that thus far no. at all. It has been no. the Mark Means show, and and you know, I I think it's a really valid point. She probably doesn't know anything about what's happened, right? And that's pretty unfair to rule on her behalf without her knowing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting thought, too, that she could have been watching this this morning. 
right? And receiving this news, her blue-eyed angel baby attorney is uh, no longer uh, a part of her, right? Her team, yeah. yeah. And she would uh, not be taking that well. <laughs> I think the underlying uh, vibe here is uh, from the judges. Do you even want these subpoenas? Right. You know, and, and, and I'm it, guessing these will be withdrawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would bet. I would bet that Archibald just withdraws them. They're completely pointless. They have nothing to do with for this them case. in the first place. Yeah. No. And they are illegal. And so. Right. Yeah. The way that they were because they're cross state line. Well, at least the one is cross state lines and was done well, correctly. And, and because of uh, he's asking, they were demanding information from a clergy, you know, about protected uh, under the First Amendment, uh, you know, conversations that are protected. So right. I think, uh, you know, I, I feel like we'll just see this uh, get get withdrawn. Yeah. I'm surprised there was even a hearing on it, to be perfectly honest. But maybe Me there too. just maybe there Has just to be. had to be. Yeah. <laughs> Lori gets forced our treatment in a hospital. No, she does not. No. She's not getting forced our treatment at all. As a mm-hmm. social worker, I have actually been inside the hospital where she is. It is not four-star treatment. She is no. still very much a prisoner. She yeah. is, um, you know, being given medication and treatment to try to get her to a point where she can understand the charges against her and participate in her own defense. Those are the yeah. only two requirements for yeah. becoming competent. Yeah. And she is not given four-star treatment. That is not a fun place to be. It is a lockdown campus mm-hmm. for mentally ill adults. Yeah. It is hell in there. And it's not that they treat them badly. They don't. But they don't treat them like they're in a hotel or a spa either. Or and a friend. Around, or, and, you know, friendly nurses around, from the hospital. No. No. And around the people no. that she is around who are severely mentally ill some of whom are dangerous it is not a fun place to be no does it normally take this long to stabilize someone with medication yes mm-hmm. what what we've heard we think leaked by mark means is that her diagnosis mm-hmm. is schizoaffective disorder now let me tell you that my son has the same diagnosis yeah it took us two years to stabilize him mm-hmm. it's very possible to stabilize to stabilize uh, a, a person with schizoaffective disorder. My son is now stable, mm-hmm. but it took two years and two yeah. and two psychiatric hospitalizations to do it. Yeah. So it, it's not really outside the realm of reality as much as people might think. Mm-hmm. And state hospitals are not a fun place to be at all. Mm-hmm. No, no. The last case here in Rexburg, a, a murder case uh, of somebody who was immediately committed to the state hospital because they were, uh, unfit a woman who murdered her stepdad a few years ago uh, it took a year it yeah. took a whole year in the state hospital before she was able to come back to reality and then was completely horrified horrified by what she had done and ended up in the uh, uh you know ended up pleading guilty and now she's in prison for a very long time for right shooting her stepdad but you know yeah this could take a long time Oh, yeah, she definitely knows enough to get her hair done for court. I mean, the vanity never goes away. That's for sure. No, but yeah. the, the problem is her connection to reality. Yep. And that's a, a huge problem for people with schizoaffective disorder. Mm-hmm. Schizoaffective disorder is basically a combination of schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. 
Yeah. It is one of the most difficult mental illnesses to treat. Yeah. Um, and so it is very complicated because not only is it a, a, um, a diagnosis that includes psychosis, Mm -hmm. it is also a diagnosis that, um, includes a significant mood disorder and, and balancing those two is very challenging. And And it could take multiple tries with medication. Yes, it will take multiple tries with medication. Um, We've been through six, seven antipsychotics till we found the right one for my son. Yeah. And then it's balancing the antipsychotic and mood stabilization medications to a point that a person can function and not just be a drooler, basically. And we've been through all of that with my kids. So trust me, if you have questions about schizoaffective disorder, I have lived it. I can tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, it, it's very significant um, what she is diagnosed with yeah. and how long it's going to take her to be treated is, it's really unknown because mm-hmm. she'd never been treated before. You guys, this is, here's what you have to understand. That means that she actually has some damage in her brain from the psychosis. Mm-hmm. And some of that will come back and some of it will not. Because to be in her 40s before she's ever actually treated yeah, um, is really significant. We were lucky. We yeah. caught it very early with my son. And he has recovered very significantly. And on his medication, he's doing great. He, yeah. he works. He drives. You know, like he's doing very well. Yeah. But this is, it's a, it's a much more significant thing than you might think. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. And it's just going to take the time it takes and then add to it all of the religious trauma or drama or, you know, programming or, you know, however you want to qualify that. There's a lot of layers here. Well, and then there's just the reality that if she does come back Mm -hmm. to a state of reality, she has to then accept that she murdered her children. Yep. Some people don't come back from that. Some people will never return to a reality where they can accept that fact. Right. And that's, that's, you know, that's something, um, how come someone never knows she was unwell? Well, because they did. Yeah, they did. She's been evaluated several times, but she's a cute little blonde with really good manipulation skills. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this illness can present itself in a lot of different ways. And but that's I mean, one thing to know. Remember, clear back when she first married Charles. Yeah. There was a court order to have video cameras in their home to evaluate her parenting. Yeah. And what was going on with those kids because of her behavior. Right. This isn't really new. She just managed no. to sneak through the cracks, like Christy said, with all of her, uh, you know, with the golden vagina routine and her looks and her. You know, obviously actually, able to cover and cope pretty well. Well, it's actually now. quite common for women to be older when they're diagnosed with something like this and to have gotten, have fallen through the cracks mm-hmm. because they don't tend to get violent. And it is the violent, um, you know, like my, my son was um, homicidal mm-hmm. uh, toward us. Super fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was very, uh, uh, you know, obvious that something was wrong. Yeah. Lori has been homicidal. Mm -hmm. but in a much more manipulative kind of way. Well, with a conspirator. Remember, she had Alex first, 
yes. who was feeding her, protector. her, you know, protecting her, conspiring with her, helping her and other family members that were covering for her. You know, yes. think about back when Charles and her other brother had Adam had decided to uh, have an intervention with her and the rest of the family, because obviously Lori is not okay. And what did they do? They killed Charles. Yeah, they killed Charles. And the rest of the family, before that, they covered, they took care of it, right? They they made sure that the intervention didn't happen. You know, mama was covering for her. Her sister Summer was covering for her. She's had people around her protecting her forever. Yeah. Yeah. She has. And that's one thing, you know, that that protects a lot of people from, um, you know, being particularly women from being diagnosed even before Charles back when she was divorced from Joe and they were having all of those problems. Tylee was in um, a a facility in a psychiatric facility and being evaluated. Um, She. (laughs) Don't even put my son in the same class. I'm not. However, Symptom-wise, there were some similarities. Yeah. Fortunately, his parents are mental health professionals, and so we knew what we were looking at, and we got him to a doctor and into a hospital immediately. Right. Um, right, and there was accountability, not covering. Right, right. There's we did a not big cover difference. for him. There was accountability. But, you mm-hmm. you know, I could tell you stories for days about police and all of the things yeah. that we've been through, court and mm-hmm. legal. We're, we are his legal guardians, and so we can force treatment. Yeah. Um, but long before all of this, when she was fighting with Joe over custody, Kaya yeah. was in a hospital and she, and Lori had an evaluation and there were big concerns. And the evaluation uh-huh. basically said is mom is the problem. Mm-hmm. Mom is the problem. Yeah. What she has is menopause. I'm sorry. And L. Anders, I don't know who you are exactly, but I, I think you're way off here. Um, there's way more to this. And if you look at her history, she mm-hmm. has been playing out this illness her whole life mm-hmm. and has had people like Alex who have covered for her and helped her along the way. Mm-hmm. And it's finally come to a head with Chad who bought into and played into her psychosis and used it to get Absolutely. what he wanted. Yep. Yep. And I'm not, I'm not saying that what she did was justified or okay. She no. still 100% deserves prison for life for what she's done. Yeah. And the kids still but deserve justice. Absolutely. They do. absolutely. But when we're talking about someone who is being held at a mental health facility, who is being deemed not competent to stand trial, there's a conversation about that. I mean, it's so easy for you guys to just be like, ah, she's just, she's just tricking everybody. She's not just tricking everybody. She she is being seen by so many. Oh, yeah. Her parents were huge scammers. Yeah, but her father also has schizophrenia. Yeah, and her father has schizophrenia. These diseases have a genetic component. Issues, yes. And absolute scammers, hugely manipulative people. 100%. I mean, a lot of this was built in. Yeah. You know, there's a a question of personality disorder here as well, as we know. And that's the other part of this that makes her so good at manipulation. She's yeah. been doing it her whole life and she learned it from her own family. Oh, I mean, yeah. there's a lot here and it doesn't justify anything that she did, but it does no. explain why she's still in the hospital and why this yeah. is taking a long time. 
-hmm. I'm not surprised that it's taking a long time Mm -hmm. considering what I've been through with someone with this illness, but yeah, she will Mm -hmm. get there. They'll get Mm -hmm. her there because there are injectable, injectable medications. It's just finding the right one for her. Mm -hmm. Oh, she'll get there. This this Mm -hmm. is not going to be a case where she just lives out her, all of her days in the state mental hospital. We will see Lori in court. Now, will this go clear to court or is this, or, you know, clear to trial or well, I think it's unlikely. Yeah, I do too. I think at some point there will be some deals. There's going to be something roll here. I don't think we'll ever really see this come clear to a jury trial, but no, there's some things we haven't seen yet. And the first of those are, we still have not seen judge Boyce rule on the uh, motion by prior to sever these cases. Right. And honestly, I'm really, a a lot of people have been very frustrated with Judge Boyce feeling like he has no teeth. He has let Mark Means run all over him. He has not ruled on things that have been on the table for a while. And I think what we saw yesterday is the beginning of Judge Boyce getting teeth, right? So are we going to see him finally? rule on severing he doesn't want to sever he said it over and over yeah but at some point he really might have to right means yeah. just okay well okay means has been leaking information to another true crime podcaster mm-hmm. um and that information of her diagnosis came from there and i gotta say looking back at her history and living with someone with this um my okay. son's HIPAA rights are not being violated. I, I am not his mental health here. professional. Okay, Anders, I don't know who you are, but you need to go. Um, he has he's fine with me talking about his his experiences, and as his mother, I'm not violating his HIPAA rights. I think you don't understand HIPAA if you say you're a nurse. Um, yes, last podcast on the left, right? So yeah. that was leaked by that that podcast that's been leaking all kinds of stuff that Mark Means has been getting uh getting out into the world through that podcast. And when I look back on her history, dude, I I don't have any doubt that that mm-hmm. is what her diagnosis is. Yep. Yep. And the the grasp of reality is difficult for people with schizoaffective disorder. Mm-hmm. There is an element of being delusional that never goes away. Yeah. You know, even with medication, mm-hmm. you know, there's there that doesn't, you know, there are parts of the symptoms that you cannot medicate away and that some of those delusions never fully go away. Yeah. And Erin made a really good point. She said she didn't get much or any feedback from people who would say, Lori, this isn't reality. Get help. Correct. And when right. she did, they became the enemy to yeah. her, to Alex, to the people that, you know, pounded on her drum. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then they, they literally died. died. Yeah. 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 Or were removed from her life. I mean, you know, throughout the course of her life, right. you know, were removed from her life uh, right and left. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. you know, I, I appreciate Archibald. I loved that he, he said, well, you know, my client doesn't really know anything about any of this. I think we better talk to her. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's her right. And and he's right. This is how mm-hmm. it's supposed to go. Yeah. And I know we've had a lot of fun making fun of Mark Means and I will miss that. <laughs> but oh, I don't think we're anywhere near done with little Marky Means. Oh, no, it's going to where he's going to be on the fringe. Oh, yeah, he will. But this is how court is supposed to go. The yeah. attorneys are supposed to represent their clients' interests, and that's what we want. 
so that when they're convicted. Funny how there was literally no whining, yelling, and crying. No. From uh, Mr. Archibald about what he hadn't been told and what he didn't know. And that the prosecutor, you know, none of it. No, no. None of it. Well, the family got used to her strange behavior because there's other schizophrenics in their family. Right. I mean, there, there's other mental illness in this family. This is not new. That, it, that you know, historically goes untreated. And, yeah. and that's the thing. They also benefited from it. I don't have any doubt that there were times that they benefited. They could sort of point Lori like a gun at people if they wanted yeah. to. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure there are many stories we do not know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. So interesting, but it's something we have to remember, you know, that, that mental health is a part of this case. Yeah. And that her, it is not a requirement that she be cured because she will never be cured. Um, the requirement is that she be competent. There's mm-hmm. two big differences. <laughs> you know, yeah. those words don't, do not mean the same thing. Yeah. No. She just has to understand her charges and be able to participate in her defense. That's the mm-hmm. whole thing. Yep. So we'll get there. I mean, you know, we don't will. worry too much. We will get there on Lori. That's going to happen. Does Mark Means have a family? Would he throw away his life for just one case, just the notoriety? Oh, yeah. Mark has kids. He has he does. an ex-wife. Our understanding is that he was in the middle of getting divorced when this case first started. But he has posted pictures of a woman uh, on his Twitter and Instagram uh, that I think is his girlfriend who just graduated from college last year. Uh, you know, yeah, he, yes, he has a family. He has kids that are athletes. He posts stuff about their uh, sporting events and stuff like that. So yeah. he does. Why would he throw his whole life away for one case? Ego. Notoriety. Yeah. If yeah, you guys absolutely. don't think that there is a book coming down the road that there are multiple appearances on court TV. There's all kinds of stuff coming from Mark. Right. There is. Yeah. There there definitely is. So. It's kind of scary someone like her can hide in plain sight. Well, yeah, but a lot of people have mental illness that goes undiagnosed that don't go out and kill their kids, you know. Right. That maybe uh, are a little wacky and have some weird ideas, but they don't commit terrible crimes. Right. But yeah, it's wild. Uh, no, the hearing is done. Yeah. Because it was scheduled. There was a hearing scheduled for 10 and a hearing at 1030. So I was confused by that too. Well, I guess we should keep an eye on Judge Boyce's page just in case. But I'm quite sure that it was all. That it was all in one? Okay. Yeah. Will she ever be con- competent? I think that she will. I do. You know, that's why she was deemed incompetent but restorative. And that means she's incompetent right now, but her competency can be restored. And that's what the evaluations, the psychological evaluations of her said. And I uh, do feel like that, yes, she will. It's just going to take some time. Yeah. And it's hard because we want this done. You know, everybody wants Mm -hmm. this done. Let's see these idiots in prison. And I get that. But this is how the legal system really works. <laughs> you know? yeah. I'm a huge fan of law and order and criminal minds, but it's never just wrapped up in one episode. These things take years, as we know, yeah. as we've already been involved here for two. Yeah. I don't think there's more court today. There is uh, 
East Idaho News isn't showing anything else. I'm not seeing anything else on Judge Boyce's page, but okay. we'll keep an eye on it here for a minute to be sure. But I, I think well, that was I all of it. The way that it was scheduled, it was scheduled like they were. there was a hearing with the uh, LDS Church's attorney, and then there was a hearing with the Health and Welfare's attorney. Like they were, they showed separate on the record, but yeah. they were all there in the same thing. So it looked yeah. to me like they just combined it. Yeah. Well, and I've been keeping an eye on uh, the judicial cases of interest for Idaho, and there's nothing new uh, so far that's showed up there either. So, okay. you know, I, I think we're we're totally abreast of what's going on right now. But yeah, so interesting stuff. Oh, let's see. Nope, there were two. Oh, the memorandum decision and order disqualifying counsel, which came out yesterday, we know. And then, of course, order authorizing disclosure of sealed information which just has to do more with uh, uh, the response to uh, the state uh, requesting a finding of conflict within attorney Mark Means representation. It's the same stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, but what basically what this means, this document's actually really important because what the judge said is that what he released yesterday about why Mark Means was disqualified is a portion of why Mark Means is disqualified, and he will release more along those lines a little later down the road. So there's actually more coming. Very interesting. I'm very interested to see because yesterday's stuff was really focused on the um, the uh, conflict of interest mm -hmm. and the uh, violation of his client's rights, like ethics violation. Mm -hmm. So what else is there? And is there recommendation for sanctions? Is there any kind of recommendation to the bar? You know, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Well, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens here. Uh, I also think it's interesting that the reason he's, uh, you know, ordering for some of this stuff to be unsealed is because of public information or public uh, interest. Right. Basically, he says that a privacy does not trump public interest at this time. Mm hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Cammy said if she is deemed competent, realizes what she has done. Is it possible she is put on a suicide watch? Oh, yes. I'm sure that they watch her. She's probably already mm -hmm. on suicide watch yeah. with her mental health status. That is um, always a concern. Well, even at uh, the Madison County Jail, she was on a 15 minute. Uh, yeah, a 15 minute, 24, 7, 15 minute. Uh, you know, observation. Yep. And at the, the hospital, it's more, it's like 24 seven. Yeah. 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 They're, yeah. they're watching her closely because they know that that is certainly a possibility here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Aaron's still expecting him to propose to Lori. Well, <laughs> right. Right. Unfortunately, his access to Lori is gone. Yes. So yesterday, effective immediately when he was removed from her case, he has no more access to her because the only people that can access her at the hospital or at the jail would be her clergy, which she doesn't seem to have any, or her attorney of record. And right. the state wasted no time yesterday in removing him as her attorney of record. Yeah, This, this was... happened yesterday. As soon as that order came in uh, on her case, Mark was listed as an inactive attorney which means he can't access her no no he has no legal right to talk to her now 
I'd be very interested to know if he tried. She doesn't get to choose who talks to her. No. Um, she can, you know, suggest, but it's up mm -hmm. to the Department of Health and Welfare because she is deemed incompetent. So she is mm -hmm. in their care. It's like they're her legal guardian in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. Like she can't really do anything without their permission. Yeah. What about the thousands of pieces of papers that Means has? Does he have to turn those over? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he, he does. Oh, you're right. And and there could be. And uh, one of our awesome listeners uh, brought that point up with me last night that I wonder what kind of fight they're going to have getting all of this evidence back from Mark. Yeah. Well, again, I mean, he's putting himself in jeopardy if he doesn't do what he is asked to do because he's on very thin ice now, mm -hmm. if not already facing some things. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important at this point for him to comply, but we'll see. Thus far, he doesn't, he doesn't seem to think do... he has to follow rules. So. Yeah, Mark seems to do whatever the hell he wants. However, I've been surprised that we haven't seen a tweet or, uh, you know, an appearance on court TV or something from him even yet. We wondered last night if perhaps he now has an attorney who has, uh, you know, bet that he does let him know what he better do and not do. But then again, yeah. still, he seems to do whatever the hell he wants. So right. we don't know. We're keeping a close eye on it. We're right. And and Jessica said, you know, do you think he will have a gag order put on him? Well, if he starts talking, yes. Yes. They will get a gag order on him immediately if he starts talking. Because he knows all kinds of stuff mm -hmm. that the general public does not know because he has seen the uh, grand jury evidence. Right. So, and he so yeah, knows I mean, everything. he is a liability now. Absolutely. And that's that's why these things don't happen very often. I mean, this is a really rare event to see an attorney removed like this forcibly right. by a judge, you yeah. know, but, uh, you know, Judge Eddins should have done it. He should have. He should have. Judge Eddins should have done it way back when this first came up and we wouldn't be here. But, but you know, at that point, the charges I don't know. weren't that steep. Yeah. No, no, they weren't. The charges were very different yeah. at that point. And, you know, you got to remember, you guys, we're dealing with judges who might have never dealt with a case like this in their whole career. Totally. Idaho judges in rural places like this. Yeah. This is all very new. Yeah. You know, these kinds of things. It's not like we don't ever have murders. We do. But yeah. this kind of incredibly complicated obviously premeditated first degree death penalty yeah. attached kinds of cases they don't happen very often here and yeah. some of these judges may never you know he may have never dealt with a case like this in his whole career yeah yeah but it's true he's been leaking info already oh yeah he's been doing it all along that's he's why we know a lot of along. the things that we know yeah. is that he's been leaking to a podcast and, and to court tv he and to court to tv too. yeah yeah. I would so, imagine he has an attorney now who says, you shut up. You say nothing. You leak nothing. You're going to lose your license. And yeah. 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 Most districts in the U.S. would not be prepared for this level of case. Right. Exactly, Tara. Yeah. Because this stuff just doesn't, it doesn't happen all the, you know, bigger cities, bigger places. Could the podcast be in trouble? I don't think so. They're just reporting things given to them. Yeah. 
Yep. Uh, it caused a big fallout for her that uh, it seemed to cost her uh, a lot, cost her a lot of her listeners. And I think it was a very ugly time for her. I don't know her. I'm not going to bash on her at all, but it no, seemed like it, it created a lot of uh, fallout for her. But uh, I mean, no, she was just given info. And honestly, her First Amendment rights are protected, too. You know, mm-hmm. and I mean, so. to be perfectly honest, we have sources. We sure. have said things that have do. been linked to us. Yeah. And yeah, same kind of situation. Yeah. I mean, I is it ethical to leak all the stuff that's been leaked? Uh, on his part, no, no, at all as an attorney. And to be honest, we know things that we've never talked about and we won't. Right. That because, we know that we cannot say. Yeah. Yeah. Cannot, should not, will not say. Yeah. Maybe someday after those things have been, you know, out in the public eye, we may talk about that we've known this and, the, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, there are some things that we have, you know, chosen to hold back. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks, but, you know, we do have to protect ourselves too. Well, sure. But also. And the case itself. Everyone should have a singular goal here. We all right. want to see Chad and Lori be held fully accountable for what they did to the kids, for what they did to Tammy, for what they did to Charles. We want to see them stand accountable. We want to see the full force of the law thrown at them. And why would anyone do anything that would jeopardize that? Why? No. Why? But Mark has done that over and over because he does not care. He cares about one guy. Himself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I mean, we also want to see the other players held accountable, people who knew, people who were involved, who were involved Mm -hmm. in covering this stuff up and who knew things that should have been reported and weren't, you know. Mm -hmm. I want to see those people held accountable, too, because I cannot imagine holding back information about the murders of people that you know and of children. Like, that is sick, sick behavior. Oh, God. Yeah. Totally. Yes. Yes. Correct, David. We want the whole tribe held accountable. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yep. Yeah. 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 Prior did think Mark was an idiot, too. Interesting, though. They do share uh, office space, you know, but uh, I cannot imagine that. But Pryor's not a super ethical guy either. He's a better attorney. But don't forget that Pryor has Pryor's, you know. Pryor's he does. Yeah. Also he's a bit of a pig. But he is a better attorney than a sexual did. predator. He's a gross yeah. dude. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, he hasn't been so ridiculous as an attorney. I mean, he's he, he's he, fallen for it a couple of times. A couple of times Mark managed to get his hair on fire over stuff. But for the yes. most part, no, he's just he's been pretty Stable He's, doing his job. We might not like him and make fun of him because, uh, you know, of the pearl clutching. And yeah, I think he heard something in a corner and all that kind of stuff. But <laughs> truly, he's a much better attorney. He yeah. he is. He is. And he's just doing what defense attorneys do. Um, and at this point, boy, he has been silent through all, you know, except for that last hearing when he's like the stuff that Mark Means is doing and the stuff that's being said here is jeopardizing my client's case, which is true. Yes. Because those cases are joined. I mean, I think, right. you know, that's valid that, yeah, you know, him leaking all this crap and saying the things yeah. that he's done. If any of this is true, it hurts uh, Chad's case as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Mark was like a freshman high school basketball player playing in the NBA. Yeah. He, he really. And, and demanding to be a starter. Yeah. From day one. I will never mm-hmm. forget that bail yeah. reduction hearing. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen mm-hmm. in my life. 
And everybody went, holy shit, what are, why is this guy <laughs> representing her? And that was like 18 months ago, you guys. I, I feel like I might have to take a whole day of going through court clips to uh, just put together a Mark Means Greatest Hits playlist. Uh, I don't know. I've thought about it. I just don't know if I have a whole day to give. But anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a lot. Maybe there. one of these days yeah. we will because it would yeah. be. I would kind of like to do an in memoriam video. You've ever seen, you know, <laughs> seen those before? And and Can do we some... use the in the arms of an angel song? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Okay, now we have to do it. Uh, oh, no. Jr. Um, uh, Pryor has actually had some charges. Uh, I think it happened in 2011. He had a young lady come into his office for what she thought was a job interview. And ended up, uh, he ended up having sex with her in the conference room. And she said that was not consensual. Um, he says he thought they were just having fun. But yeah, he had, he had charges. Yeah, he did. So, yeah. you know. Woods did smile. He cracked a smile, JR. You're right. Or in a rare moment of seeing any emotion on Woods' face when uh, well, the judge said that means had been disqualified, uh, Woods did smile today in court. Well, yeah. from that day, from that bail hearing, he has been trying to get means removed. From that yep. day, he has known all along. Yeah. And has been trying. Like, this case is totally screwed if we don't, you know. Right. Well, because we Lori's Sixth Amendment rights have been violated since then. Yeah. They have been violated since means came onto the case because he also represented uh, Chad, you can't turn back the clock. That did happen, which violates her Sixth Amendment rights, which means that down the road, her family could get another attorney come in here and say uh, she had inadequate counsel and this is why and we want a mistrial and they would probably get it. Yeah, This is a no brainer. And that's and would knew that, you know, mm -hmm. like he, he knew that he's known it all along. He has brought it up mm -hmm. over and over and over again publicly and obviously has been. Mm -hmm you know, campaigning for it behind the scenes as well. Yep. 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 But well, she chose and, him, right? <laughs> ah, yes, she chose him. How could she not choose her blue-white angel baby? Yeah. Well, yeah, and... Uh, well, anyway, there went my thoughts, but... <laughs> <laughs> I had a thought here, and it left. It just left. At any oh, rate. I did want to say GB asked if there will be case updates tonight. Yes, there will. Oh, yeah. We we do have other cases to talk about. My, every once yeah. in a while, this case takes over our feed. But mm -hmm. yes, we do have other cases to talk mm -hmm. about. Yeah. Kind of. I was really hoping that there would be, uh, you know, the jury would finally come back in Maxwell. But it's <sighs> not looking like not it. yet. Nope. Well, and the judge is threatening them. But we'll talk about that tonight. We don't want to get into. Yeah. We don't want to get into case updates yet. Yeah, we'll do all that tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's what's up. That's what's going on in uh, in Valo world. This is a huge thing. It really is. It's a huge thing. Yeah. But I think now we're going to see things run much more smoothly and yeah. be about the case itself and no mm -hmm. more ridiculous drama. About the case itself, about the kids. Yep. Yeah. About what it should have been about all along. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right. Well, guys, thanks for being here with us. Uh, again, we'll be back at 7 p.m. tonight for case updates. Uh, 
There's also some crazy crime going on in Idaho that we're going to talk a little bit about. Yes, we are. Also, uh, you know, this is our last week of season two, and yes. season three starts next week. We're so excited. Wait we till you see some... our new season three intro. Yeah, our season three intro is so good. It uh, came back from production yesterday, and we're so excited. Uh, we have some new segments coming. It's going to be awesome. We're so excited yep. for season three. So it's going we to are. be amazing. So, guys, thank you so much for being here. Again, we'll be back at 7 p.m. tonight for case updates. And tomorrow night, to Thursday night at 7 p.m. for the Psychic Hour, our dear friend uh, and astrologer Kelly McLean is coming to break down the astrology of Chad, Lori, and Alex. So that, too, is going to be a ton of fun. It's just yeah. Vallow Week around here, I guess. <laughs> it's Vallow Week. Yep. You guys are going to love, love, love Kelly. So oh, yeah. be sure you come uh, hang out with us for that, too. All right, guys. This has been yet another production of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Bye, everybody.